of the Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah to another edition of the Q&A on this Islamic day, the 19th of Jumad al-Ukhra, 1445, corresponding with the Islamic day, 2nd January 2023, kindly and generously brought to you by the Capital Group with, the esteem, with our esteemed Amir and resident Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafizahullah, whom we have at the, on the line at the moment. Now, for our local listeners, if you have a question, then address it to the WhatsApp number 084-786-3132. And for our international listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Before we proceed any further, the current Islamic economic indicators are as follows. The current Zakah Nisab is 8,700 South African rands, the Mahar Fatimi, 20, 23,000 rands. The minimum Mahar in the Hanafi Madhab is 500 rand. In the Maliki Madhab, minimum Mahar is 175 rand. And there is no minimum Mahar in the Shafi'i and Hanbali Madhab. Now, um, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mufti Sab. Our first question, if I joined the Jamaat late in the second rakah and I stood up to complete my missed rakahs before the mufti, the imam made salam to the right, do I make sajda to sahwi? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد All praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so before we respond to the question, let me give you some breaking news from the Haaretz newspaper and what's happening in occupied Palestine and in Gaza. The High Court strikes down Netanyahu's government key judicial coup, law limiting its power, so that's another setback for them. The IDF soldier killed, remember, far-right soldiers, get soldiers are getting killed, mashallah, whenever we hear of a Jutla Harami dying, say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. 
The far-right ministers called for settlement in Gaza. Smotrich, who himself is from Ukraine, he says they must depopulate Gaza and bring it down to 100,000, 200,000, not 2 million and 1 million and so forth. And then the Jutlas must go and settle there. He must be living in Alice in Wonderland, remember that. Next one that I sent it out to all the groups and on Twitter, on X and on Telegram, how the Israeli government and the officials and people in there are shaking in their boots because South Africa pulled off a magnificent thing. We must salute the government for that and especially our mother, our sister, Minister Naledi Pando. So thus now we hope during this week there will be some action, inshallah, and there can be a ceasefire and maybe some other things also happening because the bloodshed is going on and on and we see that the Israeli bombs, this is now from the Haaretz, Israeli bombs are wiping out entire Palestinian families in Gaza, so they call this self-defense, it's not self-defense this is that, the annihilation they want, remember to annihilate the Palestinians completely and so forth and the Hezbollah also has got the upper hand on the northern side. So if we know what is happening there, Gaza is on the southern side, and on the northern side, the Lebanese, and that is the Hezbollah Shaitan, the party of Satan, because Shias are not Muslim. So remember that they are busy with the Israelis and giving them a rough time. Quarter million Jutlas ran away from their homes already. America, all that talk of they are going to attack Yemen and all that, all just turned out to be thin air. America's struggling anti-Houthi coalition is bad news, you see? So remember, they can't even strike up coalition. Nobody now, remember, is this thing associated with America. America are, you must remember what we will call, that they are the super terrorists, just like Israel, and they are also the super terrorists and therefore we should know and we should call them for that and so forth. So building a just world order, how Russia and the Arab world define Western pressure in 2023. So Putin he's playing the game. I told you he is a big, big harami. He knows which cards to play so therefore we support him. We need some haramis like that to give the Americans and the Israelis and European countries a good bloody nose and therefore we like Putin and there you can see now the Arab countries at last they're waking up now a little bit and so forth and so on Trump warns of a new Great Depression, so all everything is going to fall apart in 2024. So it seems like that the dollar will be de-dollarized and so forth and so on. So all this goes on in various parts of the world, and inshallah, as the program goes on, then we will tell you more and more news and so forth. Inshallah, Aziz. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let us now answer the question. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A person came late for the first salat, whether it's Fajr, Zohar, Asr, Maghrib, or Isha, and he was a masbuk. Masbuk means that he must one or more rakat.
So in a case like that, he, Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma adraktum faswallu. So whatever posture, position you reach with the imam, you continue reading salat like that behind the imam. Wa ma fatakum. And remember, whatever you must, then after the imam makes salam, you stand up for atimmu, and then you complete it. Authentic sahih hadith in Mishkat Sharif and Mustad Ahmad and various compilations. Now the way this question is posed, so I don't understand it in this sense, what came in this Muswalli, in this person's mind. So the Imam is still in his Qaada Akhira, in his final sitting. He is still reading Tashahud at Tahiyat. The Imam is still reading Salawat Durud Sharif and maybe still making Dua. But before the Imam even makes Salam, so you must remember he just stands up and carries on. So best thing for him because remember according to Shafi's, Hanbalis and them, Tahaliluha Taslim is first that you have to make Salam and so forth. Hanafi say is Wajib and so forth. So obviously his Masbuk is a latecomer he won't make salam but he just stood up so best we have a usul and a principle in in jurisprudence in fiqh al-khuruj anil khilaf best is to come out of all the difference of opinion in a case like that that brother there there or sister whoever sometime you know like Makkah Medina the woman also face and all that follow the imam so if you really did that then we will advise that person just repeat the entire for salat and then you know there is no difference of opinion then your salat will be valid according to all four schools in the next question if civilians are killed in the process of the war does that law of not giving ghusl and burying them in their clothes also apply to the civilians because they have been made shaheed also as long as, as long the people are Muslims, so you must remember this, then in a case that as long as they are Muslims and remember that they passed away as Muslims, whether it's male, whether it's female, whether it's adults, whether it's children, so you must remember the law of shuhada, the law of martyrs and so forth will be applicable. So what is the law of the martyrs? The law of the martyrs is this, that they will not be given gusal no bathing for them and there will not be salatul janaza for them that is the verdict of the Shafi'is the Hanbalis the Malikis and therefore you see there in Gaza they have huge huge trenches and then they just take them in plastic bags or cloth or material whatever they can find and then they bury them without bathing them and without the funeral prayer salatul janaza that is the verdict of majority scholars and that is what happened remember in the battle of Uhud and remember we find that the Sahaba were buried like that Regarding the Hanafi scholars, they say if a person passes away in the battlefield, remember that. So in a case like that, we will say, Hanafi say there will be no gusal, no bathing for them, but there will be salatul janaza for them. Because Hanafi's dalil and evidence and proof is Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu read salatul janaza for Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu ta'ala an. 
And majority scholars will say that because he is Sayyidu Shuhada, he was, as mentioned in Mustadak Hakim, and is a unanimous belief of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, that he was, he is, he will always be Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu an, the uncle Chacha Kaka and paternal uncle of Mustafa sallallahu sallam will always remain the greatest martyr. So that's why Nabi alayhi sallallahu sallam reyatsatul janaza min khasai isihi. So all this is a special thing for him basically. But majority scholars say no gusal, no bathing and no salatul janaza. Hanafis say for martyrs there will be no bathing, no gusal, but there will be salatul janaza. That is kulasatul kalam. And that is you must remember that the summary of the whole discussion. In our next question, if a woman's husband passes away, does her father-in-law remain her mahram? Regarding Regarding the mahram issue, so you must remember that all Matthew Allah Jalla wa Allah is teaching us in the Noble Quran Surah number 4 Surah Nisa verse number 23 see I am married you are married Mawlana MashaAllah so we have our mother-in-law so let's assume that our mother-in-law are alive right so Quran Karim teaches us in Surah 4 verse 23 wa ummahatun nisa'ikum which means that your wife's mother, what we say, mother-in-law. So in a case like that, let's say that the wife, you know, that she passed away. ABC person is married to XYZ lady, and XYZ lady passed away. So he, the son-in-law, and regarding the mother-in-law, he will always remain the mahram, even remember after the death of his wife now, and you, the son-in-law, for the mother-in-law, you'll always remain mahram. Mahram means that for now, currently, and the future, you can never, ever marry her. But if there's fear of fitna and some hanky-panky business that he goes and visits his mother-in-law when she's alone and he's alone, and then one thing leads to another, then obviously all that is haram. So that's one scenario, Surah 4, verse 23. Surah 24, and that is verse number 31. So all Matyallah Jalala speaks of a woman. So in front of who can a woman expose her beauty and so forth and so on, meaning she don't have to cover her face, she don't have to cover her hair and so forth and so on. We're not suggesting she mustn't cover her hair. We are just explaining to you the academic discussion. If she covers it, it's all the better, obviously. So chapter 24, verse 31, O Aba Ihinna, so her own biological father. So between her, the lady, and the biological father, there's no pardana thing because he's a biological father. O Aba Ibu Latihinna, or the father of the husband, meaning that the father-in-law of that lady there. So now when the husband passes away, so remember that that lady there, she and her father-in-law, there will not be any parda and so forth. Why? Because the Quran is telling you that that father-in-law for the daughter-in-law will always be a mahram. But again, the same thing will apply. 
if you leave them alone, Allah forbid in a house, and then that father-in-law wants to take advantage and exploit the situation, then that must never be allowed. We must never allow the father-in-law to be alone. There what is daughter-in-law, but he is a mahram. He can never ever marry her now or in the future. So these are basic rules on which there is consensus and unanimity according to all the four jurists and so forth. Permissible to say that it is not uh, permissible for, uh, or uh, can we say it is not permissible for us to judge? Only Allah can judge. Remember, that is a very, very common statement made today by people and sometimes by scholars who are half-baked and pseudo-scholars and so forth and so on. Remember that in Islam, if you study Quran Sharif and you study, you must remember Sunnah Mubarakah and so forth. So I give you all the reference. So you must remember, go to Quran Sharif and see what Quran teaches us. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us that when you teach, tell people Ittaqillah, that you must fear Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah, and they say, hey, you don't come and tell me and so forth and so on. So you must remember that is a sign of their arrogance and their pride. Surah 2, Surah Baqarah and verse 206. Almighty Allah states, وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُ Somebody is doing wrong. Somebody is involved with the casino. Somebody is involved with the escort agency. Somebody is, is busy with the alcohol and the wine, dine and swine, New Year's Eve and this party and this jol and what party. When you tell them ittaqillah, so then they tell you, you mind your own business. So Allah says, Akhazatul izzatu bil ismi. Their pride, their so-called self-honor gets the better of them and they continue committing their vices. Fahasbuhu jahannam. So those people who reject accepting the advices, for them they land up in jahannam and the hellfire is sufficient for them. Wala bi'sal mihad. And what the horrible place that is you see to understand the beauty the glory the style the diction of the noble quran you need to go for the philology history of the words chapter 2 verse 206 mihad so mashallah molana you got three four five children whatever the case is so when the baby is born you have a nice blanket you have a nice shawl and you place the baby there and the baby is so comfortable in that shawl in that blanket and so forth so that is called mihad but for these people yeah because they are dispatched to jahannam and the hellfire so all might Allah states well mihad that blanket that shawl will be filled with fire all the directions the fire will be enveloping them encompassing them so therefore that we must be sure on this in islam you can't tell people mind your own business when they are giving us advice and we are wrong not to accept that is a sign of our arrogance and pride and that's the exact definition which mustafa habibuna rasulullah sallallahu made and said you must remember that that batarul haq when somebody tells you the truth we have a weakness then you reject it because you are don't want to accept the truth when it dawns on you and you consider yourself to be superior and consider that person to be inferior authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif 
Go to Kitabu Shahadat, the chapter of evidence and witnessing and so forth in Bukhari Sharif, and you will find it, that's the chapter. And go to the sub-chapter, and it is called Babu, or you understand, Shuhadarul Adul, and words like that. So where you require Adil witnesses, just witnesses, upright witnesses, there you will find, in my copy, our copy of Bukhari Sharif, Hadith number 2641. So nevertheless, sometime you hear you will have you understand different copies so but I gave you all the references so it won't be difficult for you to pick it up and find it inshallah in Bukhari Sharif Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu said see in the time of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wahi revelation used to come so people used to say this is my intention this is my intention so then if they're speaking lies or whatever all Almighty Allah would send wahi revelation to the master Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi go open chapter 63 surah munafikun regarding the hypocrites wallahu yashhadu innahum lakadhibun all my Allah bears testimony and all my Allah is informing you ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam innahum lakadhibun that they are the biggest liars the lamb there comes for taqid and for tawqid and for further emphasis so chapter 63 and verse number 1 now in our time we don't have all this so today we will pass the verdict on the prima facie evidence and so forth you see people going to the escort agency you see people going into the drugs you understand and they are going to the bar and the pub you see people going to the casino you say no 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 me I can't judge why people make that kind of statement you must remember they want to bootleg people you must remember that because they might be wealthy people they might be sponsoring their madrasa or their trips or whatever so they can't speak the truth and they want to subvert the truth and so forth there's no such thing in Islam we reject it with the contempt it deserves we can't judge people there's a kufr concept that non-muslim concept got nothing to do with Islam we're not saying the people are non-muslim we are saying they are thinking like non-muslims so in Islam once we see wrong we must call it out and say it's wrong and and that is the law of the fuqaha and the jurors in Islam. Nahnu nahkumu zawahir. We pass the verdict according to the superficial prima facie evidence. Wallahu mutawalli sarair. And all Allah alone, you must remember, is the one who knows what the intentions, motives of people are that you explain to all Allah jalla wala on the day of justice. Example. A husband gave his wife three talaq. He said, Wallahi, I'll touch Quran for you. That I meant to tell her, Oh, my poppy, oh, my darling, oh, my sweet pie and sweetheart, that I wanted to say I love you three times. But by mistake, and thus happened that he said talaq. So what you will say? You can't judge the person? So you can see the foolishness of that argument. You will say in this world that all three talaqs take place. All your stories, you could tell all Allah on the day of justice. That is the Islamic ruling according to all four schools. Mufti Sahib, I found some money. Now, uh, how do I handle the situation? Is it permissible for me to keep this money because I don't know who it belongs to? I found it on the road while walking. 
Remember, in Arabic, we have some wonderful sayings. You understand? Proverbs and sayings. So we call this likulli saqitatin laqitatun. Anything that falls down, you will find somebody picks it up, and especially in South Africa, you put your bell outside, go the next morning, you will see your bell is gone. Put your wheelbarrow outside, you will see next morning is gone. Put your car outside, you will see the tires are gone. You know, you know our South Africa, how it works and all, but we still love our country. So be that as it may. So now you were walking somewhere, and then you found 50 rand, 100 rand, so you became the buzzer you picked it up now you say better I pocket it because I don't know who's the owner no you can't do that you must go and announce in that area there or they have lost and found and so forth go give it to them you know like in the malls or somewhere so you must remember tell them that you found this and so but you know today they might also pocket it so you can tell some reliable people this is the amount I found and so forth so now find out if anybody so you wait two three four weeks one month for example nobody comes then you give it away to the poor people Muslim or non-Muslim better to give it to a Muslim person very very poor in dire straits and so forth and then if you yourself are absolutely poor you can't pay your rental you can't pay your water lights and so forth then only you can help yourself and take it and so forth and like in the shop customers forget their parcels forget their goods there and you are the shopkeeper and so forth so now you don't know what to do so you announce it they don't come give it away in charity then when the real owner comes you explain to him or her the circumstances if they agree well and good they don't agree then you have to reimburse them for what you gave away and it will be considered as charity on your behalf so that is what is called masailul lukta you see the beauty the glory of the Arabic language if items and goods and all that get lost, lukta. If a baby get lost, you see the Haramis, the Israelis, Gideon Levy, he's a Jewish journalist in the Haaretz newspaper, and he's challenging the Israeli diaper force, the Israeli the, the, the defense force, and the area force, and I'm going to read something for you now that just came through the wires, as they say. So you must remember that he told them that you are killing and murdering indiscriminately in one night you murdered 160 Palestinian children that you can go check it up with Gideon Levy and so forth then one story just broke now that one infant one of the Israeli soldiers just took away and we don't know where are the whereabouts of that baby and so forth so see here you must remember that this year I'm telling you what I got here now recently Dozens of Israeli soldiers suspected of being infected with leishmania. So the leishmania parasite is transmitted through the bite of tiny sand flu. The bite leaves a painful inflammatory skin lesion that does not heal and oftentimes leave permanent scars on the skin and Al Jazeera English. So Allah Ta'ala is punishing them and inshallah we'll go for a break now and inshallah Aziz that we 
will continue after the break with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Whose fatwa is this? This is not AK's fatwa or AK-47's fatwa. This is the fatwa direct from Imam Zainul Abideen. You don't belong to this ummah. Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-31.